What comes to mind when you hear about West Coast rap? Do you think G-Funk? What about gangster rap? What do the names Kid Frost, AOT, G-Fella, Slow Pain, and Deuce Mob have in common? Their collaborations with a little group known as Fosa. What's up everybody, it's your boy Wise, and today I wanted to switch things up a bit and bring some awareness to a group whose history is simultaneously intertwined in the mainstream, the underground, and Chicano rap all the same. This is the future. This is like the apex of the vortex creating a trifecta of joint smoking power. One would not assume that Folsom has anything to do with Chicano rap, but you'd be wrong. 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 The West Coast is such a diverse place that it's upsetting that the mainstream has conveniently overlooked this aspect. Especially with a multiracial and multicultural rap group like Folsom. While the core of the group has remained with T-Dub, DJ Glaze, and Eminemsta, who are Black, Filipino, and Blacksican, respectively. Other artists like Domino, yes, that Domino. Domino, motherfucker! Waniac from the Twins, and even Snoop Dogg were all once a part of the group when it was called Perfection. Perfection is perfected, so I'm gonna let understand. As a matter of fact, the first incarnation of the Death Row classic, It Ain't No Fun If The Homies Can't Have None, was actually recorded back in 1990 as a Folsom track. Let me explain. Kid Frost was actually on that track with Folsom. Now the song samples Chaka Khan's The Message in the middle of the bottom. And the hook is unmistakably similar to the now classic Death Row version. This would prove to be something more than just a one-off collaboration effort with Frost and his camp. Oh, yeah. I wish I could give you guys more information about how and why that collaboration occurred, but there doesn't seem to be any info out there. Personally, I think the audio quality is a little bad, but despite that, the song sounds a bit ahead of its time. It's not my favorite track, but it's definitely worth a few spins. At the time, Folsom recorded an entire underground album at Solar Records with the song included, but it never got released. The song was eventually put on a 2004 compilation titled The Lost Tapes with other songs previously recorded by Folsom. They had met Suge Knight and Big West back in 1991 while Suge Knight was a bodyguard for New Edition. Now the funny thing is that there's all sorts of stories tied to the Death Row song from Daz and Warren G bringing the beat to Dr. Dre to Suge Knight stating in a 2013 interview that the song may have originated with somebody else named Pook when they brought the song and played it to them at the studio in 1992 for their self-produced volume one out to get a grip. Shortly after they left, everybody was chopping that same beat according to Suge Knight. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Corrupt were also allegedly with Suge Knight when he heard the song. There's a lawsuit. It alleges that it features the same hook that's repeated throughout the Snoop Dogg track. What are my thoughts on this debacle? Well, the now classic Death Row version was released in 1993. The dudes from the lawsuit alleged that they played the song for Suge in 1992. However, that Folsom track that features Kid Frost predates them both. And I'll just leave it at that. Oh. And now fast forward to 1994, Julio G produced a track for the then group 3 Deep, 
According to DJ Glaze, he says that they were lucky enough to meet Tony G and Julio G the Kid Frost back in the mid-90s, which would eventually lead to both Tony and Julio G producing a few tracks for them further down the line. However, around that same time, Tony G and Julio G produced and recorded a track for 3D, a group that consisted of Slow Pain, AOT, and Kid Frost. Upon striking a deal with Ruthless Records, Three Deep's musical hopes were shattered by the devastating death of Eazy-E. Damn. Per Julio G's own admission, they recorded many songs, but it seems only one of them made it out of the Ruthless vault. Okay, so we had Nino Brown, Slow Pain, ALT. We had projects on all of them. Yeah. And e Eric was with it because we already had done Brownside with him. We had Frost. That song is You Better Think. The crime got a little more big time and now I'm into hatchet being here for a long time. This was released on a hip-hop compilation titled State of Emergency Society in Crisis Volume 1 back in 1994 with production from both Julio G and Tony G. I wasn't into this track when I first heard it and I only kept it because it was the only three deep song that was available. At 3 minutes and 49 seconds long, it features four verses with AOT and Slow Pain trading two verses each. It contains a mediocre chorus that teeters on the monotone tip. Lucky for us, another version exists with a better instrumental, albeit lower quality. However, the synthesizer and the female on the hook make up for it. This version features Eminemsta who flaunts his comfortability with Spanglish. Again, this is an example of Folsom's dabbling in the Chicano sphere. I'll say it again, they had one foot in the mainstream and another in Chicano rap. I like this version of the song best and I'm glad that it was released in the 2004 compilation. Now, after the passing of Eazy-E, Slow Pain and AOT ventured off into solo projects. Slow Pain signed with Thump and in the mid 90s recorded the Baby OG album. This album contains one of my favorite tracks featuring AOT. Trigger Finger contains a verse by Slow Pain, T Dub from Fosum, and last but not least, AOT. This is one of the first Slow Pain tracks I heard when I was getting into Chicano rap. Funny story, I always thought the second and third verse were done by AOT. For some reason, T Dub and AOT sounded so similar on this track. This was before the West Coast black rappers picked up a southern accent as is the case nowadays. Damn. I always love this because Slow Pain referred to Old Town Pico, his hometown, as the O side. And for us San Diegans in North County, O side has always been an abbreviation for Oceanside. You might have noticed that I included that portion in our theme song. I was thrown off when I saw that this song was included in the 2004 compilation Lost Tapes.
because the song was actually released back in 1995 so i don't know how this is a lost track but whatever this instrumental was laced by the one and only dj tony g i get the feeling the t-dub was a crib so it's surprising that he makes frequent and positive remarks about kicking it with the homies in the midst of the racial tensions back in the mid 90s So I always thought that was cool. So props to T-Dub and the rest of Fosum. Now, speaking of Fosum's actual album. Now, for their first major album on Tommy Boy Records back in 1995, I was pleased to hear yet another collaboration between Fosum and Chicano artists. T-Dub's verse is laced with tongue twisters. ALT had a dope verse in his articulate rhyme structure with precise syllabic calculation. The chorus is dope. Waniac, on the other hand, I felt had a weak verse in comparison to the other verses. Even DJ Glaze makes for a dope rhyme sayer despite being a DJ. Oh Genius, aka Nino Brown, had a vicious and outstanding verse, probably the most noteworthy. But Eminem still manages to follow up with a dope verse of his own and some quotable snippets in it. This is the type of shit that you really don't hear on the West Coast anymore where you hear you know, a bunch of homies just throwing in there, spitting verses. This this kind of reminds me more along alongside of, um, you know, the early Wu-Tang style, like where all of them used to come in and do half a verse each for one single verse, right, before the, the chorus would kick in. So this is dope. Deuce Mob dropped an album on Thump Records back in 1996. This album features a guest appearance by Fosum at the top of their popularity. The song was titled Life of a Gangsta. Now it comprises of three verses. It commences with Eminem stuff, followed by T-Dub, and finished off by AWB, AKA A-Dub from the group Deuce Mob. This song is actually a diss track aimed at DJ Quick for his song, Just Like Compton, because Deuce Mob is from Denver, Colorado. I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling the chorus. Something about the talk box, vocoder, whatever it is, wasn't done right. But the rest of the chorus would have been dope and would have sounded great without it. So I don't know, man. I felt like they should redo this and just omit the um, talk box. What's interesting is Eminem's choice of words when he says, In the suit, it's Huda 187. You know, again, that Chicano double S affiliation, perhaps? I don't know. You be the judge. Now, I grew up in the 90s, and I don't mean I was acting a fool in the street. I remember being in elementary school when I saw the movie The Indian in the Cupboard. 
Many years later, I found out that the actor, Gary Paul Davis, is a member of the Cherokee Nation and is also the rapper known as Lightfoot. Trip out it even more, um, he was also the Native American in the second Mortal Kombat movie. Who would have guessed? Anyway, he has a history with Chicano rappers Frost, Slow Pain, Ogenius, aka Nino Brown, as well as Folsom, and had production from G-Spot's very own Tony G. That song is from 1996, Good Day to Die. The song slaps, it definitely has a refined sound and contains dope verses from AOT and O-Genius, Eminem, and T-Dub, and props to Lightfoot for hanging in there with them. Normally, I'm not a big fan of Rich Garcia's vocals, but he outdid himself here. There's definitely chemistry between all the artists and the producer. Now, I wasn't able to locate any collaborations from 1997 to 98, but I'm sure there's a few out there. I just have to look. But lucky for us, Tony G produced a solid album in 1999. I don't know who had the genius idea of putting AOT, Slow Pain, and Nino B in a super group, but this album is an underrated masterpiece. Of course, I'm talking about 1999's G Fellas Crime Stories. This song, I feel, comes full circle. Folsom opened the decade with a Kid Frost feature in 1990, and G Fellas closes it out at the end of the decade with a feature from both Frost and Eminem stuff. This beat is fucking fire all around. The synthesizer puts it in another level. AOT kicks it off, followed by Frost, Eminem stuff, and O Genius, each with a verse that tops the previous. I always wondered why this was censored when AOT ends his last verse. No one's ever been able to give me an explanation. Either way, this song is among my favorite West Coast jams. When we come through, we make your crew feel shitty. It's a pity G-Spot rocked and so you niche. Now we got to show you how the West Coast rocks. So, what makes music Chicano rap? Serious question. I just hit you all with seven songs across seven albums, ranging from the barrio to the reservation and the ghetto. You can decide for yourself if Folsom deserves credit as Chicano rap contributors, or they're just a mainstream artist. Props to Eminem, I noticed that he didn't once utter the word Nick. in any of his raps. Hopefully, you, the listener, gained a newfound appreciation for the diversity of what has been dubbed Chicano rap. But is it fair to call it Chicano rap when the artists are so diverse, when the production came mostly from a Cuban brother brought up in the barrio? Oh. I've always liked Folsom, their music was legit, their openness to collaborate with Chicanos was always a plus, and lastly for being the example of the multicultural aspect of hip-hop all in one.
To wrap this up, first and foremost, I want to say rest in peace to the legend, Larry Patino, aka Slowpain. The game just ain't the same without you, brother. With that, I want to give a few shout outs to the people around the world listening to what we have to share. Saludos, a big huge to all of you. Shout out to everyone supporting us. And like I always say, just, just chill, chill to the, to the next, next episode. episode. Boom. Boom.